And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program. We're excited about today's program as we're going to be talking about a very important subject matter, and it's that of the tribulation missionary. So stay tuned to our program as Nathan Jones and I take you through this incredible, incredible journey as we look at the book of Revelation. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if you open us up with a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. I thank you for all those who are tuned in and will listen later. And Lord, we just pray you'll bless them as we go through your wonderful word, the book of Revelation. Thank you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, Tribulation Missionaries, stay tuned to our program because last week we were looking at this incredible subject matter, talking about what things will be like after the rapture, who will share the gospel? How will people hear the truth? So stay tuned as we're going to continue talking about this very exciting subject matter. So Nathan Jones, what an exciting topic. You and I, as I mentioned before, we have a heart, heart mission, a heart for the lost. And uh, last week we were talking about, you know, what happens after the rapture? Who's going to want to share the gospel? How will the, will the whole world hear? And uh, you talked to us about two incredible witnesses in the book of the tribulation, uh, that are going in, in the time of the tribulation, in the book of Revelation, that are going to share the gospel. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about that again? Well, I was generally thought that the tribulation, the seven year time period when the wrath of God is happening, that uh, some will say the church needs to be there. How in the world can God get the gospel out unless the church is there? And, uh, right. you know, the church has been around for 2,000 years. Well, how did God? get the news about him before the church was here. He used Israel. Well, during the tribulation, he doesn't need to use the church. As a matter of fact, the church is raptured off this earth before the tribulation time period comes. That doesn't mean, though, that the gospel ceases to go out during that time period, and God will have prepared a number of different ways in which to get the gospel out. Uh, but one of them, which we talked about last week, is the two witnesses we read in Revelation 11, who were for the first three and a half years will witness for God in Jerusalem, sharing the gospel to the world. Uh, we read how uh, God will give them supernatural powers. In other words, anyone who tries to kill them, they can incinerate, which is amazing. They can also cease the rain to fall in different places. And uh, at the end of their time period, the Bible says that God will cut off uh, them by the Antichrist who will kill them. The world will witness them, see the two witnesses being witnessed dead in the streets for three and a half days. And then the world will witness God, resurrect them and bring them up to heaven, rapture them up to heaven. So those are one of the ways in which God gets the gospel out during that time period. Excellent point. And Nathan, again, we were referencing Matthew 24, 12 through 14, again, where there's that passage about the whole the gospel going out to the whole world. And, and we thought that it's not, not necessarily the responsibility of the church alone. God has prepared others to be able to go as missionaries, if you will, and share the gospel, especially in the time of the tribulation. So, Nathan, we talked about the two witnesses. Now, who else? Is God going to prepare in the tribulation to share the gospel in a sense as missionaries, if you will? Well, bear in mind that the church will be out of there. So what the people who are left behind will see is the, the rapture of the church. All of a sudden, millions of people will disappear. And so they will have that as a sign from God that something big is happening. And they will turn to the Internet and other literature that we've left behind that will explain what is going to happen. Matter of fact, our own ministry here at Lamb and Lion Ministries is left created a left-behind video on our website at lamblion.com 
that people can Excellent. go to and watch and see. It kind of prepares them for what's going to happen during the tribulation and gives them the gospel message. Many people have done the same thing, but both literature and video, so that people can prepare for that. So that's there too. But uh, I think what you're you're getting us to is the 144,000 Jewish evangelists, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Nathan, I mean, think about it. This is so incredible. I mean, we 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 love world mission, but think about 144,000 missionaries going out. Prepare my God. And that's what the exciting title we're going to be talking about found in Revelation chapter uh, 7. So we want to encourage anyone watching or listening, get your Bibles and follow along with us as we dive in to this incredible passages in Revelation. So just again, if you can, if you can just there, that will be fantastic. All right. Well, Revelation 7 is the chapter along with 14 later that explains who these 144,000 are. Verse 1 begins, After these things I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the sea or the earth or any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from these, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of those who were sealed. 144,000 from all the tribes of the children of Israel. Nathan, I, I mean, that is just fantastic there. Now, Nathan, um, as I look at this passage, I look and uh, something very important that you just read for us. It says, again, I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000. And it says, of all the tribes of the children of the Jehovah's Witnesses. No, I'm just kidding, right? <laughs> no, definitely not that. Although they have tried to claim that they are the prophetic fulfillment of Revelation 7. But it's easy to figure that one out because there are definitely more than 144,000 Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> There's like 2 million. Right. And so, Nathan, that's why it's interesting to me because the Bible clearly tells you they're, they're, they're Jewish, right? Right. I mean, it, it says 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Not the church that's inherited the Israel, and you know we're not talking about some cults, although many cults have tried to claim it. Matter of fact, it even—I mean, you want to talk about Jesus wants to make sure that we know this as a fact—is that it even then goes through the tribes. It's right. labels Judah, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. The only tribe it leaves out is Dan. And Joseph takes uh, one of the places there, uh, Ephraim. So we know that the tribes are there. Why Dan is missing, nobody knows. But basically, whenever you see a list of the tribes in the Bible, it's always 12. They usually leave Levi out because they're the priestly one. But here, we got 12 tribes, and they're all from the children of Israel, and they're all sealed by this sealing angel, this this tattoo angel, if you want to call them, they're right on their foreheads. Whether it's visible to the people or not, they are sealed and right. serve the Lord. And it says they are servants of God. Nathan, I, I love that. I mean, the Bible, Bible can be more clearer. This is why those that seek to identify themselves or claim to be uh, uh, part of those 144,000, I mean, I mean, we need to scratch those out. Those are the, they're, they're not Mormons. They're not Jehovah's Witnesses. They're not Dominicans from my, my country. No, I'm just kidding. I always <laughs> throw the joke. <laughs> yeah. 
No, they're not. <laughs> but they're, they're not Dominican unless they're Jewish people who uh, you know came from the Dominican right, Republic. Right, that's true. Bear in mind that the day of the tribulation, the the Gog and Magog war will happen, and as a result of that war, the Bible says that all the Jews will return to Israel. That means that America will empty out, or Canada empty out, the Dominican Republic will empty out. Wherever there's a Jew, they will go back to Israel. So. It could be a Dominican Jew. I mean, that's possible, certainly. But we do know that that these 12 tribes are sealed by God. And people today would be like, well, you know, how can we know about the lost 10 tribes, the ones that Assyria has taken and spread out in the earth? Well, God knows. And clearly God knows who we are the descendants of. Like, for instance, uh, the Kohenites, the Kohens. If your last name is Cohen, you're from the tribe of Levi. So there is ways of knowing. There is ways of knowing. Nathan, I was looking at uh, one of the things, too, as we continue, I just want to encourage anyone watching, listen, of course, we are live at www.twave.tv. Uh, you can log on there, uh, tune in and watch the programs live, share that with others and also on Facebook. But uh, again, the idea is evangelism, missions. Uh, the Bible is clear who these individuals uh, are and also what their role will be. Nathan, talk to us, to us about their role. I mean, why, why did God seal them? Well, God has a purpose for them, obviously. <clears throat> I had to send an angel down just to seal them. And you read verse 9, it says, After these things I looked to behold a great multitude, which no one could count, of all the nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the land clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne, and it talks about the elders, and they're all praising God. And then one of the elders answers, saying to me, verse 13, Who are these arrayed in white robes, and where did they come from? And John here says, Well, sir, you know. And so the angel says to John, These are the ones who came out of the great tribulation, and washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall never hunger anymore, nor thirst anymore. More. The sun shall not strike them, nor in heat, for the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Who are these people, Vic? I bet you can tell us. Well, Nathan, clearly these are God's evangelists, if you will, missionaries going forth to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the lost people in the time of the, tri the tribulation. It's just, it's just incredible. Yeah, and these are the people who came out of the tribulation to get saved. In other words, if you rejected Jesus as your Savior and the rapture happens and you're left behind, well, some will say, well, there's no way for people then to get saved. Well, not according to Revelation 7 here. The Bible That's says right. very clearly that people from every tribe, tongue, and nation, in other words, Gentiles and Jews alike, will come to know Jesus as their Savior through the witness of the 144,000. Now, the 144,000 are sealed and protected. They, they cannot be killed no matter what happens during the tribulation. But those who are not the 144,000 that are still saved, well, they can die. And they will, unfortunately, as the fifth seal judgment says, in great numbers because the Antichrist will greatly persecute and martyr the tribulation saints. So this is how we know that the 144,000 are evangelists because... In the context, it tells us about all the people who will get saved because of their efforts.
Excellent point. And Nathan, again, you made a, a, another good point, which I think is just fantastic. Now, these are like super missionaries, if you will. In other words, until God's plan is complete, nothing is going to happen to them. They're going to be able to penetrate those areas that others probably won't be able to get to because God has sealed and protected them. Absolutely. Yeah, they are sealed. They're protected. Uh, and I don't know how long it takes for this sealing angel to seal on their foreheads. Probably not very long. But what you end up with is 144,000 Apostle Pauls. We're not talking about, you know, guys that might bring one or two people to the Lord in a lifetime. We're talking about guys that lead, lead hundreds of thousands, if not millions. These are Billy Grahams. These are Apostle Pauls. Imagine unleashing an army of 144,000 super preachers. That's what we got here because in just a very short amount of time, I and mean, the tribulation is only seven years long, that we end up with a great multitude of martyrs up in heaven, exactly. not counting to the believers that are still on the earth. Yeah, and, and again, no, Nate, that is fantastic because we see, again, this, this period, the tribulation, seven years, yet we see right from the beginning, God begins to uh, separate those that belong to him, those that trust in him, those that continue to follow him by faith, those are want, those that want to listen uh, to the message of good news. And this is why those of you that are tuning into our program, what we're sharing with you today is good news. If you accept the Lord Jesus Christ today, you won't have to be martyred for your faith in the time of the tribulation. Of course, although there's a lot of people being martyred today uh, for their faith, but it's going to be to totally in the time of the tribulation. But yet God's plan is in full effect for the people uh, that are lost. So, Nathan, that is uh, fantastic. And, Nathan, again, the Bible continues to describe to us even in more details, more about these individuals in Revelation chapter 14. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan? I can do that, <laughs> Yeah, let's go there. All right, well, here we get in Revelation 14. We're revisiting the 144,000 with verse 1 that says, Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters and like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sounds of harpists playing their harps. They sang as if it was a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. They are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being firstfruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Wow. Nathan, I, I mean, there's a lot in this passage, but one of the things that we notice here is that uh, these were separated. Clearly, these were men, right, Nathan? Not, it doesn't talk about women here. Right. Yes, they are. It's clearly men. What we do know about them, too, is they're probably likely very young, maybe late teens, early right. 20s, because they haven't lost their virginity yet. They, I, it's amazing to think we got 144,000 men who haven't been with a woman yet, and that's because uh, in, even during the tribulation time period, which is a very evil time period, uh, they are, so they are probably young men, maybe 16, 17, 18, uh, possibly a little older, who have kept themselves pure and the, they have not been with the woman yet. So they are dedicated to the Lord, not necessarily a wife. It also says yeah. they are followers of the land. In other words, wherever God tells them to go, they go. So if one of them, he says, I want you to preach to the people in India, off he goes to India. If he tells another one, I want you to go to Zimbabwe, off he goes. They go wherever they tell them to go. 
And they're also said to be redeemed from among men. In other words, this is a crop of people, so to speak, that have gotten saved during the tribulation. They are the first of the tribulation saints. Mm -hmm. Excellent point. And Nathan, this is what mission comes in because Jesus told us in Matthew 28, uh, 18 through 20, to go unto all the nations. And here, these, these individuals are being sent out. If I'm not mistaken, missionary comes from the word missile or missile, which is to be sent. And that's why even today we need to continue to go. Absolutely. I mean, that the Great Commission continues whether the church is on earth or not. The Holy Spirit works through the church now. He will work through the 144,000 and others during the tribulation. The gospel marches on because that's what all of human history is about. It's a, to get humanity right. back to that condition in the Garden of Eden where we walked and talked and had fellowship with Father God. Well, human sin, we broke the fellowship and now we're on the process where with Jesus Christ's sacrifice, there is now a way that humanity can be redeemed again. And then when we get to the end of Revelation and we learn about the end of the tribulation and the thousand-year reign of Christ, to be in the internal state where we walk and talk and have fellowship with the Lord yet again. That's what all of human history is all about. Ooh, this is fantastic. Nathan, another thing that I notice here is the importance of purity, the power of purity. I mean, like you mentioned, these are young men, maybe teenagers. They remind me of Daniel. They remind me of Joseph, Daniel, and his three friends, right? Where they were set apart, they remained pure for the cause of Christ. Absolutely, yes. They are set apart. And, that, and you'll find that in the Bible frequently, uh, that men are not defiled. In other words, they, they haven't connected with a woman yet in the, in the way of matrimony. They, uh, even fornication was, was obviously prohibited in the Bible and for us today even, because it's a union with a woman. In other words, there's no union with God there. And so uh, yeah. these, are, these are virgins. As a matter of fact, not only are they pure uh, physically, but they're all pure in heart. It says in their mouth is found no deceit, for they are without fault. In other words, they're not liars. Yeah. They they are totally 100% dedicated to the Lord. Now, maybe their background, obviously they entered the tribulation as unbelievers. It could be they're Orthodox Jews. It could be they're secular Jews. <laughs> it doesn't say, but either way, they gave their hearts and lives to the Lord. Absolutely. And Nathan, I, I think this is a powerful, encouraging passage. And sometimes people don't think that uh, Bible prophecy is relevant for today, but it is very relevant for today, especially for the young people, those that want to live pure, those that want to uh, remain virgins. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, today, television mocks, mocks that, Nathan. Today, they say you're a virgin and people laugh at you, but yet the Bible uplifts these, these wonderful virtues. Oh, yeah. The, there is a purity, there's a, a purpose, there's a naturalness that God has ordained. And humanity does everything to do the complete opposite. The Bible teaches clearly and precisely that sex is between one man and one woman for life forever. And the Bible teaches that. And yet humanity says, no, we should be able to have sex with whoever we want, whenever we want, sometimes whatever we want. That is not the purpose. God says, I want to find no lies in you, no, no deceit. And yet mankind lies repeatedly all the time. Some people, you can't even believe a word they say. They are defiled yeah. and God cannot use us until we are purified. And brother, if you are not saved, then you are impure. You are defiled before God. But Jesus Christ's blood, by accepting his sacrifice on the cross, we are cleansed by his blood. We are, we are now made pure and we can stand before the Lord yet again. 
Absolutely. And again, so I want to encourage those of you that are watching, especially your young people, continue to trust God, remain pure, uh, know that, again, your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it honors God when we make that choice uh, to do what's right. And we see here, Nathan, another thing is that it says that these follow the Lamb wherever he goes. In other words, they were following Christ. They were following, sticking close to God. Uh, I guess in a sense, you could say, uh, um, making sure that they were close enough with him that they would not deter from his calling on their lives. Yep, yep. And that's yeah. what the Lord called them. They were set apart. Maybe their unbelief has to do with being set apart. Right now, if the, if the rapture is to happen in our lifetime, and I believe it does, uh, these, these young men are likely alive already, and they don't believe in yeah. Jesus Christ as their Savior. But after the rapture, they will. And Nathan, that's a good point. And that's why we really believe that God could be separating those individuals. They could be here now based on what we were talking about last week, that we have the modern technology available to see, as we talked about, two witnesses lay in the streets of Jerusalem and the whole world could see them. So we believe that the preparation plans is, is right before us for these events to take place. The very fact that the whole world can watch two witnesses in Jerusalem shows that there's a technology involved here. And that is that we've got satellite communication, uh, mobile phones, cameras, internet, you name it. We can watch anything going on in the world from anywhere on our mobile devices today. And, and so the Bible prophesied that. It's a technology that's inherent in that prophecy that the whole world can watch it. So I can't imagine what these 144,000, that's just two witnesses. Imagine what 144,000 will do once God sets them loose onto the world. I, I don't know what the technology will be like during the tribulation, considering how badly the judgments of the tribulation will destroy the infrastructure of the world. But God will give them a tremendous, tremendous ministry, and they will share the gospel all over the world. Oh, that is amazing. And Nathan, this is so exciting because God's plan is in full effect. Talking about uh, the gospel going out to the whole world. I was so excited, Nathan, last week because I was looking at our stats and we had we had individuals tuning in from around the world to our program. We had someone in Beijing in China. We have people all in Florida and throughout the United States. And it's just amazing. Uh, what technology can do and how many people we can reach. And that's us with technology. Now imagine these 144,000 that are going to be out. They are indestructible, if you will. It's just going to be a glorious harvest in the time of the tribulation. Amen, brother. I so agree. And of course, Nathan, I'm looking at our time and, and uh, wow, our time seems to go by very, very quickly. But we talked about uh, the two witnesses. Uh, we talked about the 144,000. And on our next segment of the program, you and I will continue to open up again other uh, avenues by which the gospel will reach the lost in the time of the tribulation. But of course, for those of you that are watching and listening right now that do not have a relationship with the Lord, before we close the program, Nathan Jones and myself always give you an opportunity. Uh, to respond to the gospel. The Lord can return at any moment at the rapture, and we want you uh, to go home to be with the Lord with us together and meet the Lord in the air. Uh, so, Nathan, uh, real quickly, might you be able to talk to that person on the other side that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can start that relationship with him even right now? Well, do what the 144,000 will do one day. And today, surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Let him be in charge of your life. Pray from your heart. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus promises to do just that. He will forgive you of your sins. The guilt will be washed away, and you will inherit eternal life and the rapture of the church. You won't be there for the tribulation. 
Mm, praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And of course, if you've trusted in Christ, let us know. We would love to rejoice with you and celebrate with you uh, this new life uh, in Jesus Christ. And remember, keep looking up. The Lord is coming back very, very soon. Uh, Nathan Jones, wow, it's amazing to me, again, how our segments team seem to just fly. But I want to thank you so much for helping us encourage our viewers and our listeners in today's program. So thank you so much for joining us, Nathan. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Awesome. So again, we come to the end of our program. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, we thank you for tuning in. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And again, jump into the book of Revelation. It's an exciting ride. Have a great day.